Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience continue yep. in some well-doing seek nope. for glory and honor and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Great Luke You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue in sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue in sin? Christ is the way, yep. never gonna win, nope. trying to make it to heaven, yep. get there by sin, nope. follow the commandments, yep. everybody got choices, I chose this walk so I keep on trotting, everybody got choices, choose the right path and nothing can stop us, everybody got choices, righteous life, devil don't like that, nah, everybody got choices, choose the right path and save your soul, never going back, no, 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 forward to the kingdom, yep.
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose All right, all right, all right. You're gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're gonna learn today. Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom to the 12 tribes worldwide. Shalom to the to the uh, so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans. North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, and so-called Mexicans, the, who are the ancestors, the, the family tree of the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. Shalom and good morning. Baba Kwartuwa, Yahweh Ba'ashim, Yahweh Ba'ashim, the sisters um, uh, of the nation of Israel. Yahweh Shema Allah, Tan Ba'ashim, Yahweh Ba'ashim. And the Most High watch over you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of ISBHPK uh, Presents Bible Talk, the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge with school locations in San Antonio, Texas, Houston, Texas, uh, Northern Virginia, and Rochester, New York. Again, shalom, 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 shalom. Um, and to all Hebrew Israelites, uh, camps and, and, and congregations uh, out there uh, trying to expedite uh, the awakening of the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. Um, trying to reach that uh, Revelation chapter 7, verse um, verse 4 down, that the, the, the 12,000 from each tribe, the sealed of the elect, the 12,000 from Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, Zebulun, Ephraim, Manasseh, Gab, Reuben, Asher, Nathalie, and Issachar, who have been in the trenches, um, uh, uh, working on, on, on our salvation, of getting this message out to the to the nation of Israel, that now is our salvation even nearer than when we believed, according to uh, Romans chapter 13, verse 11, that um, the fulfillment of Luke chapter 1, verse 68 through 72, um, that uh, has um, been prophesied since uh, uh, Moses and the prophets, uh, and according to the promise given to Abraham, that the Savior was going to come to save his people, the children of Israel, from our enemies. Now, according to Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, uh, according to the prophecy that was given to Mary, concerning the birth of her son, um, Jesus Christ, that he's going to, uh, he was born that he might save his people uh, from their sins and from the hand of, of, of all that do hate us. Uh, shalom, 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 shalom. Um, there's, there's a lot going on uh, in the world today. Um, time is, getting, is going by fast. We know from Matthew chapter 24, um, Christ told us that except those days be shortened. Uh, that's Matthew 24, 37. That except those days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But these days are going quick, y'all. Can y'all believe that tomorrow is already December 1st, 2022? We're already in the month of December. That is uh, is mind boggling, mind blowing. That that this year has gone by so fast, and it seems like time really is speeding. It's getting faster and faster and faster and faster. And before you know it, um, I'm, we're about to be in January 
2023. My goodness. 2023 is, 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 is knocking out the door. We, we're here. Um, we're, so we're definitely living in some, some amazing times. We're definitely living in some amazing times. All right. So uh, my name is Mashaba. Uh, I am one of the teachers for the ISBHPK. Let me see here. I'm getting some texts. All right. Cool. Karath, got you. Um, Uh, one sec, one sec, one sec. What's going on? Why am I getting so many messages right now? I, I apologize for that, y'all. I do apologize. All right, so continuing. Uh, there's a lot going on uh, in the world today. As as we look at, um, let me try this here also. I'm going to try it this way. Y'all. Hopefully this works. Um, there's so much going on in the world today, brothers and sisters, that uh, it's, almost, it's, almost, it's, it's hard to keep up with. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to keep up with, that there is so much going on. Uh, but let me make sure I get this announcement out the way. Um, as far as those dealing with the ISBHPK, uh, the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge, uh, we do have a high holiday coming up. All right, we do have a high holiday coming up as as we're entering into the month the this month called December. Um, we have the high holiday of Hanukkah. All right, um, is is rapidly approaching, um, which according to the calendar that, that we're following, um, it does begin uh, sundown December 18th. All right, it begins sundown December 18th is the first day of Hanukkah. As you know, Hanukkah is an eight day celebration. With the last day of Hanukkah. Uh, uh, being sundown December 25th. <laughs> Ain't that something? Wow, it's, it's almost matches the, the scriptures uh, in court of 1st Maccabees chapter 4 almost to the T. That's, that's amazing. That the 25th day of Kaslu, uh, in when, when you read about the story where we get Hanukkah from, and remembering the word Hanukkah means dedication. Right? It's the Feast of Dedication um, where uh, during the time of the, um, oh, Lord, this, this is going to be one of those days, huh? Um, during, during the time of uh, the Maccabees um, uh, and Antiochus, uh, Epiphanes, uh, uh, during the time of the Greek Empire, because the, when the Greeks were ruling, that uh, Antiochus came into to Jerusalem and defiled the temple. And when you read in, in, in the book of Daniel, it talks about the the the, uh, the abomination, of, the desolation of abomination. Um, that when Antiochus uh, came in and conquered Jerusalem, um, that he entered into the temple, and that's when he started sacrificing um, uh, uh, swine uh, uh, and doing a, a lot of just um, debaucherous, defiling acts actually in the temple of the Most High, in, in, in our temple. Um, and that that happened, in, and today when you translate the, the time period the, of the calendar, you, you will see that that took place in the month of December. That actually took place in the month of December. And then on the 25th day of, 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 of the month, which is called Casper, which today would be known as December 25th, um, that this is when they actually came in and defiled the temple. 
um, which happens to coincide now with December 25th of the pagan holiday of uh, the Saturnalia, of uh, uh, the Roman holiday of Bacchus, um, and where, where, where pagan Christianity gets the custom of Christmas, um, of, of killing the children and sacrificing them as the Yule log. When you go and do your research, you'll see that the Yule log, the Yule means youth, and that was to add another log to the fire, um, then that was actually they were, they were burning and sacrificing children as part of their pagan worship uh, to Molech, to Hamash, to, uh, and, and other, de- other deities. That this is something that the, the, the Greeks came and brought into the temple. But then uh, Judas Maccabees and his family actually fought and got Jerusalem back and got the temple back and then cleansed the temple. Um, and in cleansing the temple, this is where we get the, the Feast of Dedication, that they rededicated the temple back to to the Most High uh, after, after uh, cleansing it and um, uh, setting it back up uh, and, and starting the, the daily sacrifices up again, um, that they rededicated the temple. And this is where we get the, the festival or the feast of that's known as Hanukkah, right? That's known as the feast of Hanukkah, which means, again, in the Hebrew tongue, dedication, right? That we actually de- rededicated the temple uh, back to the Most High. That was the physical um, temple that that was erected and rededicated. But we understand in the spirit, and we understand that from First Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen, and First Corinthians six, verse nineteen, that our bodies are the temple of the Most High. That the Most High does not dwell in temples made with hands, according to Acts chapter seventeen, verse forty-eight, that He dwells within the, the children of Israel, and that the physical temple was a representation of the unity of the Israelites, that as Israel, as we were united, uh, as we remember the, the Lord's creed, uh, our, our creed from Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, that the Most High was dwelling in the midst of the children of Israel. And that's what the temple represented. And that's why it was so glorious, and it represented national unity. It, it represented, it, similar to like, how the World Trade Center represents America, or the Empire State Building represents America, that you see certain icons, you see certain things, and it represents all of America. Well, for the Israelites, the temple, that was our national monument, if you will, that, 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 that represented national unity. And for, it to, for the actual physical temple to get defiled uh, was just a symbolic representation, an allegory, if you will, of how... The unity of the Israelites had gotten defiled. That we 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 brought in a lot of strange things. We mingled ourselves among the heathen, and learned their works, and we we weren't staying true to the Lord our God. So we defiled ourselves. We defiled our spirits, our minds, and we we went on teaching our children a lot of a lot of pagan um, uh, wicked worships, a lot of um, worshiping of devils, worshiping of things that were not of not God, were not of the Most High, and Really, we got really thrown into this mindset of capitalism as, as opposed to the community and made sure that everybody was taken care of. We really got into this mindset of, of capitalism. Um, uh, every man looked out for himself. Uh, the rich get rich, the poor get poor. Um, do for self. Follow your own dreams, follow your own plans, do for you. And we really got caught up into individual prosperity as opposed to understanding how God was dealing with the whole entire nation. 
So we got splintered. We got divided. We got separated even before we were kicked out of Israel. Before I get there, though, um, so to have the temple rededicated was supposed to, to have the temple first off defiled was to show us as Israelites, look how far away we're getting. Look at how far we've gone and and not obeying God and not keeping his commandments and not and not, not doing things uh, proper and loving your neighbor as you love yourself uh, in being my brother's keeper and um, uh, obeying God's righteousness um, that, like Paul tried to re- uh, remind the Israelites, um, that all the law is covered in two commandments. Every law that God gave the Israelites um, is covered in two commandments. Love the Most High. Love God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself, to look out for one another, that if you love God, then you will look out for your neighbor, then you will love your people, then you, you will do for them the same way you do for yourself. As you want the best for yourself and your family, you want, you want um, uh, uh, your loved ones, your cherished ones to, to, to have the best. Well, if you love God, then who does God love? The nation of Israel. Who does God care about? The whole entire nation of Israel. So then if I love God, then I would love my neighbor as I love myself because God loves my neighbor. And God loves the children of Israel. So as opposed to now holding grudges, as opposed to now holding, um, um, having envy, jealousy, strife, malice, as opposed to um, just contention, um, as opposed to just try, uh, um, I'm trying to achieve things for the sake of boasting so I can prove I'm greater than you, mighter than you, um, richer than you, on my level, um, uh, 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 you're beneath me, you're dirt, you're, you're, you're not worthy, um, you're not worthy of my, of my friendship, you're not worthy of my love, you're not worthy of my benevolence, you're not worthy of my forgiveness, uh, you're not worthy. Um, as opposed to having those type of thoughts and feelings, whatever, then let me love, let me love what God loves. If God loves the nation of Israel, then let me also love the nation of Israel. Um, if God is for the prosperity of the nation of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel, then let me be about the prosperity of the 12 tribes of Israel. But we had departed from those morals so far that the Lord had let um, our enemies come and defile the temple. First it was done by what the, the Babylonians um, had came during the time of Nebuchadnezzar, defiling the temple. Um, then, uh, then during the Persian meat captivity, um, uh, Cyrus and Darius, we were allowed to come back into Jerusalem and rebuild the temple. Um, then we, we got the tripping um, and with the Greeks. Um, Antiochus came in and the temple got defiled again, but then we, we repented. We came back together and we was able to come back under, under the Maccabees um, and rededicate the temple again until the final destruction of the temple, uh, which came in 70 AD with the final expulsion and the final exile of the remaining Israelites in, in the land of Israel um, under the, the, the destruction of, of Jerusalem in 70 AD. Um, by Titus and Vespasian when they actually destroyed Israel and we got, were scattered and finally expelled out of our land, out of the chosen land, out of the land that was promised to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and to their seed, um, we were finally kicked out. Um, until now, we, we, we pretty much have made it to the four corners of the earth and also made it here to the Americas, to North, Central, and South America, 
And now we're at a time of the awakening and that we're now actually coming back to the remembrance that we really are the children of Israel, that we really are the nation of Israel, and that the reason that we were kicked out of our land and been made to suffer in the hand of our enemies to where we're still talking about Black Lives Matter, we're still we're still suffering from um, the taking now of even re- re- reservation lands, um, being called illegal aliens on 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 lands on on ancestral lands that have been uh, belonging to the the Mastica, belonging to the Inca, the Aztecs, the Mayans, the so-called Mexicans, the Native Americans, um, so-called Native Americans, uh, so-called Cherokees and, and, and Chickasaw, what, what have you that for us to be forced onto reservations um, and then even with the modern-day fracking of, of, of now trying to even, even in giving the, in moving the Native American Indians off of the, the, the best farmland available, the best hunting land available to, to people for hundreds of years, to move them on reservations, they have the worst agricultural um, of land possible the, the, to make it that near impossible to even grow crops, grow food um, for, for survival and keeping them on um, these concentration camps called reservations and then now to discover that these lands that were agriculturally deficient happen to have large deposits of oil large deposits of natural gas um, uh, 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 lots of iron ore, coal ore, even gold, and to be fracking to 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 get the oil from under the from out of the land um, as the gold miners, the San Francisco gold rush, and the the, the gold rush of Oregon, the, the gold rush of of of, um, of Nevada, the gold rush of Colorado, um, and to to further push the Native Americans into more poverty, into more uh, uh, despair, uh, and to, to again steal the resources and steal the, the the wealth of the land. That it hasn't stopped. It hasn't stopped. These type of things have not stopped. Um, but again, this is all symbolic of how we as Israelites had already stopped being about unity. We had already stopped being about obeying God's laws and God's commandments and God's way of doing things, and we became like the heathen. We became very capitalistic. We became very, very selfish, very greedy, very prideful, very haughty, very arrogant, very um, uh, uh, selfish, only concerned with ourselves, only concerned with, with what we had going on. And now we're at a point where we're starting to wake up. Again, back to the fact that we are Hebrew Israelites, that that's the truth of who we are, and understanding why we were kicked out of the promised land, why we, we've been, we're being made to suffer with no thoughts of justice uh, for any of the atrocities um, that have occurred to black and brown peoples here in the so-called Americas and around the world, but particularly here in the so-called Americas, and there's been no justice. There's been no talks or thoughts of reparations. That somehow welfare, there's supposed to be reparations for 400 years of free slave labor, 250 years of free slave labor. Then now the fact that, that um, it's, it's portrayed and stereotyped that blacks, um, so-called blacks, so-called Native American Indians, and so-called um, Hispanics 
that why are we bitching? We're, we are on welfare. When, when you go and do your research, remember, welfare was started for poor white people in the Appalachian Mountains. Food stamps and welfare was started for poor white trash. For, 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 for um, if I remember, the Bear of the Hillbillies, uh, before they discovered oil on their land and in and, and, and the storyline of the Bear, the Bear of the Hillbillies, and they moved to Beverly Hills because now they have riches from the black gold, the Texas tea, uh, the oil. That they, they, the Clappers were, were some redneck hillbilly, backwoods, incestuous um, uh, uh, people from the Appalachian uh, uh, Mountains of, 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 of America. You know, Kentucky, Alabama, Georgia, where it, it, it's, it's talking about how there's some real beastly Backwards, country ass, um, uh, unintelligent, um, now meth smoking, uh, heroin taking, um, trailer park trash. That that's who, when America started welfare, it was to help those poor white trash white people. And when you look at the statistics today, there's more white people on welfare receiving government assistance than there are blacks, Native Americans, so-called um, uh, Hispanics. But the stereotype is that we are we're robbing taxpayer money, that that it's that we're the ones benefiting from 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 the, the food stamps and from the welfare. We're taking advantage of the system, and that that's supposed to be reparations for 250 years of free slave labor. That, that that in itself seems ridiculous. It seems ridiculous if we don't take into consideration that the twelve tribes of Israel are going through the things we're going through because we broke the commandments of God. That we've been made to suffer these things for generations, have generational generational curses, have generational poverty, have generational um, uh, PTSD, have Stockholm sy- syndrome, have um, uh, uh, something from paranoia, schizophrenia. Um, uh, anxiety um, that is passed down from generation to generation since we've been here because of the atrocities, the violence, the um, uh, the mistreatment, the inhumane conditions that we've been made to, uh, to to endure and live by while being called savages, while being called niggas, while being called the, the dirt and the scum of society that in, in living through all these things, that somehow now welfare is supposed to be reparations. That going back to the 60s and, and the early 70s, that affirmative action um, was taking um, good white jobs or good, uh, uh, you know, the good jobs away from white folks uh, to make sure that now uh, if a, a Negro uh, got the job that they were the, the, these companies and corporations were filling a quota and and taking money out of a good good hard working white man, please nigga. Oh, I'm sorry. The thought that things like affirmative action is just robbing white people. Good, honest, hard working American white people that why should they have to pay for 
slavery? Why can't the best qualified man be put in positions of, 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 of authority as opposed to now a quota has to be filled? How, how many, is never considered, how many, if we look at Jack Daniels, going back to that, that country stealing redneck uh, bastard, Jack Daniels was not the brewer or the, um, the, 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 the cook, I guess, that actually came up with the recipe for Jack Daniels whiskey. It was actually a slave working on that plantation that came up with the recipe for what became known as Jack Daniels whiskey. It was supposed to be an American drink, a white boy, um, you know, redneck, backwoods, uh, Harley Davidson riding, um, uh, Hell's Angel, um, Messhead, um, a drink of choice, that that was actually started by a black man. And for all the billions of dollars that have been made from his recipe, but given to the Jack Daniels um, uh, family and Jack Daniels Corporation, they have the gall or the caucasity to come back and be like, how dare affirmative action be implemented that if there's supposed to be a white man that has better credentials and be better qualified for a job, that it skips him and now goes to a minority because of affirmative action, that that's unfair, that's not right, that's 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 damn near criminal. That's reverse racism. That it, it's it's just mind-boggling. Unless we keep the scriptures in mind, that the mistreatment of the twelve tribes of the nation of Israel here in the Americas, the mistreatment of God's chosen people. That let me get that scripture real quick. I am reminded of that scripture. That Caucasians are allowed to, and all this is prophesied. All this is prophesied. Everybody, give me one second. Give me one second. Let me find the scripture. I need a little brief interlude, real quick. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, from when we go to Zechariah chapter eleven verse five, this is this is prophesied during the time of Zechariah. All right, that this that one of the conditions that was going to befall one of the conditions that was going to befall the twelve tribes of Israel, um, and being in our enemies' lands, being 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 conquered um, by our enemies, that we was going to have to suffer 
that these are going to be some of the things that we're going to have to suffer because of our disobedience to God. Um, give me one second, y'all. I want to get something real quick. And we're about to read um, about Zechariah. I just want to get some dates on Zechariah. All right. Um, Zechariah was the person in the Hebrew Bible traditionally considered the author of the book of Zechariah. Uh, the 11th of the 12 minor prophets. Um, the book of Zechariah introduces him as the son of uh, uh, Berechiah, the son of Ido. The book of Ezra named Zechariah as the son of uh, Ido, but it's likely that uh, Berechiah was Zechariah's father and Ida was his grandfather. Um, his, prophetically, his prophetical career probably began in the second year of Darius the Great, king of the Archimedean Empire around 520 BC, BCE. So that would be during the, the Persian Mede Empire, right? that, that um, the prophet Zechariah was, was around during the um, Persian and Mede Empire, okay? So that's about the Babylonians was 586. The, the, the Persian Median Empire was uh, 538. And then the Greeks came in around uh, 333. So we're, we're looking at around, you know, just, just a guesstimate, about 500 years before Christ came. All right, that that approximately not you can't don't hold to the T, but approximately 500 years, um, five centuries before Jesus Christ was born and came on the earth, this is when Zechariah had, had gave us this prophecy from the Mosiah that this was going to happen to the Israelites. All right, so in Zechariah chapter 11 verse 5, it was prophesied. It says, "Whose possessors slay them? Whose possessors slay them?" and hold themselves not guilty. And that has been, since the pilgrims, as we just got past this very um, uh, heinous um, um, so-called um, holiday of Thanksgiving, which is literally the celebration of the murder of the Native American Indians by the hand of the pilgrims from the second Thanksgiving that they held when they slaughtered the Native American Indians. And I heard this the other day, y'all. I, I couldn't believe it. it, it Again, only because I understand who white people are, only because I understand you are the devil that the Bible speaks of. They're now saying that the pilgrims and the people who stood up um, Jamestown, Plymouth Rock, that... The Native Americans prospered better 
once the pilgrims and Europeans came to the Americas, and that once the pilgrims and the Europeans came and established, established themselves, that with the establishment of capitalism, that that was better for the Native Americans because as opposed to living a communal life where there, everybody was taken care of, that with pilgrims and Europeans, white people, bringing capitalism to the Americas, that now the people that worked hard for the community, that while they worked hard for the community, you had lazy people not working hard for the community, but benefiting from the hard work of others, that now with bringing capitalism, believe this, y'all, with the bringing of capitalism, that, not, that now those that worked hard would finally be uh, rewarded for their hard work, and the lazy, non-working people that were just taking advantage of the communal system, they can now be exposed. Brothers and sisters, when, I, when, when, when the European I was talking with told me this, I wanted to cuss him out, but then I just, I just let it go. I'm going to be honest. I let it go. That y'all really believe this. That for, for, for the Irish, the pilgrims, the, 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 the Englanders that came, Englishmen that came as pilgrims, barely survived that first winter without the help of the communal community people of the Pequot Indians at the time that helped you survive the winter. Instead of letting y'all just 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 die. Their hospitality, their humanity helped y'all. But now, because y'all bought capitalism, that was supposed to help the Native American Indians. So where are the Pequot Indians at now? Slaughtered. They're on reservations. But that was supposed to help them? So, again, coming back to Zechariah chapter 11, verse 5, which says, whose possessors slay them, that since Europeans, colonizers, got to the shores of America, whether it's North, Central, or South America, all you have been doing is slaying us, killing us destroying us, which goes with the prophecy that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, did say in St. John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief cometh not before to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And since you colonizers got to the Americas, that's all you've done is kill, steal, and destroy. That's all you've done. But like Kanye said, we bought this on ourselves. The Israelites did bring this on ourselves because we didn't want to keep God's commandments in our own land, in the promised land, in Palestine, in Jerusalem, in Israel. So now we're here, Zechariah chapter 11, verse 5, whose possessors slay them, and hold themselves not guilty. And they that, that sell them 
If you, I, I promise you, this is what the scripture says. And they that sell them say, blessed be the Lord. God bless America. For I am rich. And their own shepherds pity them not. When you see so-called black, Native American, so-called Mexican leaders talking about America is the greatest country on the planet Earth, I won't want to live nowhere else, that's this scripture being, being fulfilled. That's the scripture we're reading right here in Zechariah chapter 11, verse 5. Zechariah chapter 11, verse 5, being fulfilled. Thank God we're coming to the end of this prophecy. Thank God we're coming. We're, we're, we're now coming back to. We're coming to the end of this prophecy, and the redemption and the salvation of the nation of Israel, of the children of Israel, from the hand of our enemies, from the hand of the people who taught us that Jesus is white, who taught us that, who taught us whatever religion that we're in today, that was taught to us by our enemies, that was taught to us by Europeans. Whatever political field we're in, that was taught to us by our enemies, that was promoted by this government, that was promoted promoted by colonizers, by Europeans. The 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 education system that we've been forced to submit to. It's finally going to be some justice. When the Messiah, our Lord and Savior, who the world calls Jesus Christ, finally comes in order to bring justice. Which, just on the low, real quick, no cap, if I'm using that term correctly right now, uh, when we go to Revelations, chapter 13. And verse 9, where it says, if any, this is Revelation now, the last book of the Bible, the last book of the New Testament, Revelation chapter 13, verse 9 and 10. If any man have an ear, let him hear. So this is to everybody. Everybody has got, if you got ears, this is, this, this is Christ speaking. Hear this. Verse 10. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. Who has led who into captivity? When have black people ever led one white person into captivity? Set up a burning cross in front of a white person's house, kicked the doors in, shot the dad, shot the mom, raped the daughters, raped the children, and then took the children and used them as alligator bait. When have any Mexicans done this to the Spaniards, to white people? When when have Native Americans, blacks, or so-called Mexicans, when have we put Europeans in prison behind a jury of 12 
black people that the jury was the European is on trial and the jury box was full of our of so-called black people who deliberated for less than an hour to come up with a guilty with a guilty decision conviction and put put white people away in prison for life on chain gangs for the smallest of infractions when have blacks native americans or so-called um uh hispanics had a white person go to court be can go to go to jail go to the jail and break them out of jail just to go lynch them because supposedly this white person whistled at a female of Negroid, so-called Native American, or so-called Hispanic descent. Go back and check out the movie Rosewood. A whole black town was burnt to the ground. Burned to the ground because a, a white woman was committing adultery on her redneck white boy hillbilly husband. The, the 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 creep that she was committing adultery with beat the beat the bejesus out of her. She blamed it on a black man, and they burnt the whole damn city down after and killing hundreds of people. There ain't been no reparations. There ain't been no Senate panel hearings. There hasn't even been, and I'm, and I'm sorry. You know, the same way that Kyrie Irving had those, those six, those six stipulations that he had to, that he had to endure in order to make it back to his profession as a, bas- a professional basketball player. Had to, you know, undergo sensitivity training that he hurt the feelings of so-called Jewish people. When have any white person been forced to endure or go through anything like that for any any of the crimes that they've committed? But thank God again, we do have Revelation chapter thirteen, verse nine and ten. And then I'm gonna get that one also. Verse ten. Verse verse ten. It says, "He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword." Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Y'all, know, y'all remember that old time song, or oh, when the saints go marching in, or oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, I want, oh, I, oh, oh, how I want to be in that number 
when the Saints go march in and ba da 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 da. The Saints, they're talking about the New Orleans Saints. According to Psalm 148, verse 14, the Saints are the children of Israel who have been led into captivity, who have been massacred and killed by the sword. Mercilessly, unmercilessly, with no mercy at all. That there's going to be reparations. But the only way you can pay, pay back a blood reparation is with blood. When we read Exodus, chapter 21, And verse 16, Exodus chapter 21 and verse 16. And he that stilleth a man, how did so-called black people get from this, the continent of Africa to North, Central, and South America? Were we not stolen? and brought over on cargo slave ships to serve the sugar and cotton plantations of the English, Portuguese, Dutch, Spanish, French, the Germans, European colonizers. And it's, it's very rarely brought up how many so-called Native Americans the conquistadors took back over to Spain, took back over to Europe to serve slavery over there. It's never talked about how the Spaniards in the conquering of the Americas, not just coming from across on the Atlantic Ocean, but sailed and took slaves across the Pacific Ocean. took so-called Native American Indians, so-called Hispanics, Incas, Central Americans, South Americans, with the use of the Spanish Armada and brought them to serve in places like Hawaii, the South Pacific Islands, the Philippines, that many so-called Native Americans, natives of North, Central, South America, were took as slaves across the Pacific Ocean. I know according to critical race theory, they went, critical, critical race, that we're not supposed to make white people feel bad about what their foreparents did. And talking about the transatlantic slave trade. But we don't never bring up about the trans-Pacific slave trade. Go look it up. So, in Exodus chapter 21, verse 16, and he that stealeth a man and selleth him to steal people, lock them up on cargo slave ships, 
and then to, to sell them after you stole them, after you kidnapped them? You kidnap them and then you sell them? Reading on with the scripture, Exodus chapter 21, verse 16. And he that stealeth a man and selleth him, or if he be found in his hand, you know, possession is nine-tenths of the law. That if somebody stole something from, from a jewelry store, came and sold it to you and the cops are doing their investigations and you're found with this jewelry that you bought from somebody that stole it, that you could be now um, um, arrested as an accomplice because you're in possession of stolen property. That's even in the so-called American justice system. Well, guess what? God gave us this law on Mount Sinai. This is, remember, Exodus chapter 20 is where we get the Ten Commandments. This is Exodus chapter 21 that we're reading. The very next page, the very next chapter. I'm sorry again. Exodus chapter 21, verse 16. And he that stealeth a man and selleth him, for if he be found in his hand, he shall surely be put to death. There's only one judgment that, that, that's left for America. Oh, let me get down with you. Going back to Revelation We're on the Revelation chapter 6 and verse 9. Again, the, the last book of the Bible. The last book. Revelation chapter 6 and verse 9. Revelation chapter 6 and verse 9. And it reads, And when he had opened the fifth seal, and remember, this is John the Revelator on the island of Patmos, and the Lord is showing him all these prophecies that, that are going to take place. Now, it, it, was, it, was, it was in visions. And all these visions that, that John actually saw and wrote down, that they were prophecies about events that were going to happen, and that events that were going to happen um, culminating in the salvation of the children of Israel. Um, but, but starting with from the destruction of, of Jerusalem in 70 AD to uh, even coming here to the Americas, um, being treated the way we we're going to be treated, being killed, are being here in America and not knowing that we're the Israelites, not knowing our true nationality, not, that being robbed of our history, robbed of our culture, robbed, robbed of our language, that all this was shown to, to John the Revelator on the island of Patmos. So in one of the visions that, that the Lord gave John the Revelator, that's what we're reading about right here in, in Revelation chapter 6 and verse 9. And it says, and when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw, and a seal is just a prophecy for a period of time. So it says, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Again, well, reading on, verse 10, and they cried, Revelation chapter 6, verse 10, and they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O God, O Lord, 
holy and true. Does thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? We have to be punished. But now when are you finally going to pay back these people that who've done, who took it too far? Let me say this for the record. Slavery is not wrong. Slavery is not, is not wrong. Because that's the tool that God uses to spank his children, the children of Israel. God uses slavery to spank the children of Israel. Going all the way back to our beginnings, from Egypt to, to the book of Judges. Go read the book of Judges. How many times did the Israelites, did we get oppressed and go into slavery under every, everybody, under everybody for our disobedience? According to uh, Psalm chapter 13, verse 17, or 17, verse 13, it said that God uses the wicked as his hand to punish the Israelites. God uses men to punish the Israelites. So slavery, that's God's tool to punish the Israelites. But even in all the, the captivities we've been under, in the book of Judges, I believe it was 10 or 11 captivities that we were in that God had to send it. We, had, we, we, we got punished. We put in slavery. We repented. We came together. We unified. We repented, prayed to our God. He heard us, and he sent a Savior. That's all through the book of Judges. Um, and then the four major captivities that we've been, been under, from the Assyrian captivity, well, five, the Assyrian captivity, the Babylonians, uh, the Persian Medes, the Greeks, and the Romans. Even when Christ came under the Roman occupation of the land of Israel, the, 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 the European white invasion of white people in the land of Israel, we still knew we were Israelites. We still knew that we were the Israelites, that we are the Israelites. When, 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 when the white Romans crucified Christ, they, put it, they, they wrote a title in Latin, Greek, and Hebrew, King of the Jews. So there was no mistake about who we are, we are that we are, are the Israelites, that we're the Jews, and that Jesus Christ was the king of the Jews, not the king of the Catholics, not king of the Baptists, not king of the, of the, of the uh, Methodists, not king of the uh, Episcopalians, not king of the um, uh, uh, Orthodox whoever, Jesus Christ, king of the Jews. It's only been here in the Americas. That the colonizers, you colonizers, you, you, you white people, you Europeans, you devils, you stole our identity. Now you're the Jews. All the pictures you, 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 you put up for an illiterate people, the Christians are white. The Jews are white. The angels are are white. God is white. The Bible is the white man's book now. No people who ever had the Israelites in slavery ever did that to us. It tells you in Obadiah how the Edomites, so-called white people, how 
they cut off the path for us to get back right with our God. By claiming that they're the Jews, that they're the Jewish people, and they're the Christians, which makes us savages, Africans, Swahili, Muslims, Islam, Buddhist, Shaolin Temple. Wicca, Masons, some damn fraternity, a damn gang member, any and everything but who we truly are, the Hebrew Israelites, the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. You cut us off from our salvation. You took it too far. You took it too far. There's got to be some payback. Like James Brown said, Papa don't take no mess. The great payback. Revenge. I need to find that. I need to upload that. Um, Reading on with the scripture. I'm going to read verse 10 again. Revelation chapter 6, verse 10 again. It says, and they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto them, unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So for for the saints to be wondering, when is, it, is there going to finally be some justice? When is there finally going to be some justice? What was the reply of, of, of God to, to the souls of the saints that were, have been slain and killed and murdered and slaughtered by colonizers? Be patient. Some more of y'all are going to have to die. But when that number finally gets reached, oh, the great payback is coming. In what form? Let's go to Revelation 7, 19. Let's start verse 11. Revelation 7, 19, let's start verse 11. And I saw heaven open. Again, this is John the Revelator still. And he's just writing out everything that he saw, and it, it all had a meaning. Dealing with the salvation of the children of Israel, who have been slaughtered, who have been killed, who, who, who have had their identity robbed from them, had their culture robbed from them, and be and made, made of, and forced to live lies. Everybody, hold on one second. Hold on one second.
in my hood, you hear sirens and semis pop. You to keep vexing Ephraim, when will the envy stop? No love for any cops, that's what got Kenny shot. Y'all drinking Henny shots, I'm investing in penny stocks, they give me props. Rapping, teaching, debating, unity, while Satan trying to weaken the nation. Cops in my community, kill us with every opportunity, no justice. All right, all right, all right. They do kill us at every opportunity. But now, Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, it says, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. This is John the Revelator. He actually saw Jesus Christ on a white horse. The horse represents power. The white horse represents righteous power. The, the way Christ is going to reenter this earth. And all his power and all his wonderful heavenly glory with all the angels at his back. So, John saw, and I saw heaven open. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he does judge and make war. What is Christ coming back to do? Judge and make war. And what was the question in Revelation chapter 6, verse 10, from the saints? How long until you judge and avenge our blood that's been shed? When is he that goes into captivity going to finally go, he that leads into captivity going to finally go into captivity? When is he that's been killing with the sword? going to finally be killed with the sword so that in our patience and in our faith, there's going to be some true, godly, divine justice from God. Not from us raising up arms and, 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 and coming to war against so-called white people. All the slave revolts that have ever been held, that should be assigned to, to Negroes, to West Indian, Puerto Ricans, uh, Native Americans. We're not going to meet this but there's no way in hell we're going to beat the American government. Ain't going to happen. Every last slavery vote was put down. Every last slavery vote was put down. And then with COINTELPRO, forget about it. With the FBI, the CIA, Homeland Security, the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, the goddamn NRA. God is saving America for, to, so that God can put his foot in America's ass. It ain't for us. When we come back and read uh, Zephaniah 3 and 12, God says, wait ye upon me. So I rise to the prey. I got them. Don't worry about it. I got them. The ones who have been the predators of the, whole, of the entire planet Earth, may it hunted everybody. Got everybody in fear? Got everybody afraid? Got everybody in sub- submission and subjection? I'm doing America the same way I did Egypt. This is God speaking. God is doing to America what God did to Egypt. God wanted to show his power by destroying the Egyptians that no other nation could do. The Ethiopians could not take down the Egyptians. The, 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 uh, 
the, the, the great Chinese empires of, 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 of way back when couldn't take down the Egyptians. The Akkadians, the Sumerians, the, um, um, the Chaldeans, they couldn't take down the, the, the Egyptians. As much as we just came past Thanksgiving with the fatted turkey, that you get the turkey nice and fat and plump, leading up to Thanksgiving, so when you chop the damn turkey's uh, head off and you go and, and cook him, This is what God is doing with America. Getting y'all nice and plump. Getting America nice and ready. So, reading this again, Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he does judge and make war. Verse 12, his eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. So who is this king of kings and lord of lords sitting on this white horse that was coming back to judge and make war? You guessed it. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 13, and he was clothed in a vesture dipped in blood. When Christ comes back, he's going to be doing so much killing, his, his, his clothes are going to be dripping with blood. For the great slaughter that he has prepared for Idumea, for Edom, for colonizers, when no one else has been able to get at y'all, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. God wants you to himself. Jesus Christ is coming back to get you himself. Reading on, verse 13, Revelation chapter 19, verse 13. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called, wait for it, wait for it. His name is called what? The Word of God. Who's the word of God according to St. John chapter 1? And the word was with God. The word was God. And the word was made flesh. A melanated man who the world calls Jesus Christ. Verse 14. Revelation 19 verse 14. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Because when the angels come, they want to get their garments dipped in blood also. Verse 15, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. 
you know the way you used to get wine, right? You 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 go and you'd harvest um, from from all the grapevines. You'd harvest all the grapes and you put them in this big, huge, giant bucket. And literally, you, you had the, the the people go and they wash their feet, and then then they would get in this giant, big ass, huge ass vat, this huge ass bucket, and then they would stomp the grapes with their feet. And as the grapes were getting squished to release the juice, the juice would spray up and get all over the clothes. Because how you had to stop, the way you had to stop these grapes, the, the grape juice would get all over their clothes. It would stain all their clothes. And it's given us that type of impression, that type of visual, that type of graphic is what they're like in that Jesus Christ is going to come and stop America. Like somebody is stopping the wine, wine, wine press. And there's going to be so much blood that the blood is going to get all over his clothes. Just like somebody stopping a wine press, trying to release all the grape juice from the grapes to make wine. Reading on. And he has a vesture on his, na- on his thigh, a name written. Wait for Read it. Read it with me, y'all. King of kings and Lord of lords. This is Jesus Christ. This image that everybody's got that's been given to us from, by Europeans, by colonists through religion, that Jesus Christ is going to come floating down on the – it's going to be a white boy, first off, with, 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 with uh, platinum blonde white hair, platinum blonde hair um, um, steely blue eyes, um, milk white as damn uh, milk and, or porcelain, that he's going to be – he's going to float down gently on a cloud probably with a sheep in his hand or a harp in his hand, having this 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 half-stone look, like, like he's on some type of Prozac or, 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 or some type of medication, that he's going to gently, it's going, it's going to be a, a, a real bright day. It's going to be a bright, sunny day, and that he's going to float down on this cloud with a rainbow you know, like 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 rainbow bright, or or the um, um I guess the 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 uh what's that the, the gate that goes to Asgard, looking like some type of rainbow, or whatever. That he's gonna just float down ever so peacefully to make sure he gives everybody a chance that before he touches the ground, please repent. Please, you still got time. That's the image that many people have that, that there's white Jesus, and even for black people to think that from, from the atrocities that we've suffered at the hands of white people, of Europeans, here in the Americas, North, Central, and South America, and around the world, that now we're going to go to heaven and it's going to be another, it's going to be a white Jesus in heaven? The hell we've been made to serve at the hands of so-called white people here on the earth, that now when we get to heaven, it's going to be more white people? Thank God we got the Bible. Hallelujah, we have the Bible, and not that damn religion that's been pushed upon us since the first European got to the shores of the Americas. 
He's coming for vengeance. To stop the wine fat in the wrath of God. Verse 17. And I saw an angel standing in in the sun. And he cried with a loud voice saying to all the fowls that fly in the the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings, your Donald Trumps, your your, your liar Cohens, your your, uh, uh, Joe Bidens, your uh, – the, the owners of the of the NBA of the of the uh, entertainment of Hollywood um, po- politicians verse eighteen that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit on them all your ar- the, the army the na- army the navy the air force the marines the, the 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 NSA the NRA the 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 whatever other alphabet group you got when Christ comes it ain't gonna help you when Christ comes back to finally revenge and bring true ju- divine godly justice divine godly retribution. To our enemies, there's not going to be a place on earth that they're going to be safe. That they're going to be able to escape the wrath and fury of God, the justice of God. That ain't got nothing to do with us as far as we're going to raise up against a so-called white man. Nope. Reading on. And the flesh... uh, of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him. Are y'all reading? The, I know we don't read. I know people don't like to read. I know this. It's telling you that, verse 19, and I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him. That who? The kings of the earth and their armies are going to be gathered together to fight Christ after he destroys Babylon the Great. After America is finally destroyed, it's only going to take one hour. The rest of the world is actually going to gather together in their armies with whatever white people are left from Russia, from from uh, from Europe, from England, with all their armies, including the Chinese, the Japanese, whoever's left, whoever's left to fight against Christ, to make war against Christ, to make war against him that sat on the horse, and against his army. They're going to actually try and fight the angels, y'all. After the destruction of Babylon the Great, which is known as America, which is known as spiritual Egypt, 
which is known as spiritual Sodom and Gomorrah. The rest of the nations, the rest of the armies of the world are going to gather together in, in what they think is going to try to be a new world order to fight against Christ and the armies of heaven. The angels. Who? Verse 20, and the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles, the pope, all the scientists from Tesla to, to, to Einstein to whoever's left, um, um, Stephen Hawking or whoever the hell, the ones that work miracles, the ones that got technology, the ones that think they don't put something together that's going to help fight against Christ, Bill Gates Society, Bill Gates Foundations, the Rothschilds, the Bilderbergs, the World Health Organization, they're going to all come together to fight against Christ and the armies of God. Verse 20, and the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that brought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshiped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. You know all the buzzards, the ravens, the the the, the pelicans, the the eagles, the hawks. You know all the scavengers of the, of, the, of, 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 the, of the skies. Defeated by the dead flesh of how many slain? Isaiah sixty-five. I think I might have renamed this class because it's not kind of going in the way I was imagining. Um, one second. Um, Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 15. Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 15. And it reads, for behold, the Lord will come with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. The Lord is coming back with anger, with fury, with wrath, with fire. Verse 16, for by fire and by his sword will the Lord plead with all flesh, and the slain of the Lord shall be many. Who? Give me one second to find another scripture, y'all.
Um, where's the scripture at? Uh, let's go to Isaiah chapter 63. Let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter 63. We'll start at verse 1. Who is this that cometh from Edom with dyed garments from Basra? This, um, this that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength. This matches what we just read in Revelation 19. Again, from the top. Who is this that coming from Edom? Who is Edom? The so-called white people. The word Edom means red, red nation. And so-called white people, you're not white, you're red. Your blood shows forth through your skin. Come in. What's going on? Kitchen and the uh, the back uh, bathroom and bedroom. She she says she's the roaches back there. I muted the mic and forgot to turn it back on. So, coming back now to Isaiah chapter 63, verse 1. Who is this that cometh from Edom? Who is Edom? Well, according to, um, <laughs> who is Edom? Let's go to Genesis chapter 36, verse, verse uh, 6. Not six. It's uh what is six? Did I say it right? My vision, my vision. Well, let me go to thirty six. Um Esau, Edom. Come on. Wow, now you really want to like this? One second, y'all.
Let's go to Genesis chapter 36. When it, as we're reading about who is this that coming from Edom. So the question might be, who is Edom? Uh, when we go to um, Genesis chapter 36, verse 1, it says, Now these are the generations of Esau, who is Edom. All right? So Esau is the father of the Edomites. And we jump down to verse 9. 89. I don't know why I forgot that. Genesis chapter 36, verse 89. And it says, Thus dwelt Esau in Mount Seir. You know, the mountains, the caves, similar to the Caucasus Mountains, where they get the, the, the name um, Caucasians from. You know, Greek Caucasian, Jewish Caucasian, um, Swedish Caucasian, um, German Caucasian, um, uh, Czechoslovakian Caucasian. You get that, the name Caucasian added to you because that's where you derive from, the caves of the Caucasus Mountains. The mountain people, cave people, Captain Caveman. All right? So Genesis chapter 36, verse 8. Thus dwelt Esau in Mount Seir. You know, mountain people, like in Appalachian. Inbred, backwoods, redneck, um, uh, hillbillies. That, y- y'all love places like that because that's who y'all are. That's, that's y'all getting as close to y'all's roots, as close to y'all's culture as possible to live way up in the mountains. I've been to Colorado. Y'all love to leave, be up in the mountains. Cold, cold, crisp air, thin as hell. Y'all thrive in the mountains. It, 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 it's like being back home. Mountain men. You know, all them, all them, them, those Discovery Channel shows, mountain men, swamp people. <laughs> so, 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 Survivor Man, um, uh, 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 you know, Bear Grylls, uh, Cody, and, and whatever that other white boy's name was that, you know, the Mount Survivalist. That's your white people. That's your Europeans. That's y'all Caucasians. So Genesis chapter 36, verse 8. Thus dwelt Esau in Mount Seir. Esau is Edom. Verse 9. These are the generations of Esau, the father of the Edomites in Mount Seir. So yes, there's a nation of you people. Who happen to be red. You're not white. You're red. That's why y'all like to call yourselves rednecks. Red blood Americans. When you blush, you turn a deeper red. You stay out in the sun too long, you turn more red. You get angry, you turn red. You get drunk, you turn red. Redder. You're red. I ain't mad about it. I ain't angry about it. You're not Native Americans. Native Americans are actually shades of brown. Like so-called black people. Like the Jews in the Bible from Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 2, who are given shades of brown like the earth. There's only one people on the whole planet Earth that do not listen to me carefully. There's only one nation of people on the planet Earth 
whose skin color cannot be found in nature. That's you so-called white people. And the reason I stress so-called, because you're not white like a polar bear. You're not white like an albino tiger. You're really red. Your blood shows forth through your skin. And you cannot find any natural element. The color of so-called white people is not naturally occurring anywhere like dirt, soil. Um, sand, um, clay. Being different shades of brown. It can be brown with a reddish hue, like some clay. It can be light brown, like like at the beach, like a so-called Mexican, so-called Puerto Rican, a real light-skinned, skinned so-called Negro. You can't find the color of you so-called white people nowhere naturally occurring in the earth. Which you know, which is curious because when you go back and think about Genesis chapter two verse seven, that the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground. What ground is the color of you so-called white people? What earth is the color of you so-called white people? You can't find none. You are the anomaly. You are the mutation. The parasite of the whole earth. Everybody else on the planet Earth has some type of hue. You know, everybody else on the planet Earth is human. They have some type of color, some type of melanin. East Indians, Arabians, Africans, Egyptians, Guamanians, Filipinos, Fiji Islanders, the Aborigines of Australia, the Eskimos. East Indians, everybody has a shade of brown, a a hue. They're humans. You Europeans have no hue. You have no melanin. You're not human. That's why you'll have the tanning salons or tanning booths at Planet Fitness. You're not getting tan. You're getting a, a deeper shade of red. That's why you have a copper tone and 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 seeing ski and the midnight sun. So Esau is Edom, the father of the Edomites. So when we read Isaiah. Chapter 63 is where we're at. 
Verse 1. Who is this that cometh from Edom? With dyed garments from Basra. Again, Edom being the father of a nation of people. Edom is a nation of people called Edomites. That's the biblical name. <clears throat> that is described as having red skin, being very hairy, love to hunt, and eat their food raw. If that's not describing so-called white people, I don't know who is describing. Because they don't match nobody else on the planet Earth. Nobody matches those characteristics. So this question is being asked. It's a prophetic question. It's a question that's for a future prophecy that we are so patiently awaiting to finally happen. That coincides and matches Revelation the 19th chapter, verse 11 down. Who is this that coming from Edom? With dyed garments from Basra. This that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength, that speak righteousness, that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Who is this that's coming that from the destruction of this place called Edom and their chief capital city that's coming in the fullness of his strength, who's coming to save people? Obviously, this person is not coming back to save Edom. Yeah, I'm going to rename this, this class. Verse 2. Wherefore art thou red and not apparel? And a garments like him that treadeth in the wine fat. See how this matches just like we read in Revelation chapter nineteen? Why is why is your garment why art thou red and not apparel? Because it's dripping with blood of the Edomites. And thy garments like him that treadeth in the wine fat. What's his answer? Verse three. I have trodden the wine press alone. I, I, I was stomping in God's wine press by myself. You know, the slain of the Lord being going to be many. You know, the one who's going to stain all his garments with the blood of the Edomites, with of the, of the enemy. Reading on, verse three. I have trodden the wine press alone, and of the people. There was none with with me, for I will tread them in my anger and trample them in my fury, and their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments, and I will stain all my raiment. Good God. From the top of his head to the bottom of his foot. Why? Verse 4, for the day of vengeance is in mine heart. And the year of my redeemed is come. Remember how we read in Revelation chapter 6? How long, O Lord, holy and true, does I not avenge our blood upon them who sh- upon them who shed our blood, that hold themselves not guilty? That say, blessed be God, for I am rich, who have led into captivity and have not been led back into captivity, who have been killed with the sword and have not been killed with the sword who have stolen people and sold them.
This is how Christ is returning. Verse 5, and I beheld, and it was, there was none to help, and I wondered that there was none to uphold. Therefore, mine own arm brought salvation unto me, and my fury, it upheld me. This is going to be something else. This is going to be, a, uh, this day is going to be, is it, and it says, it, says the, it says in the book of Amos, woe to you that desire the day of the Lord. Isn't that going to be a day of darkness? Oh, it says of great darkness. It says the day of the Lord is going to be, it's going to be a day of fire and of fury, of wrath. Mm-hmm. Verse 6, and I will tread down the people in mine anger. This is Christ. This is, uh, and I will tread down the people in mine anger and make them, make them drunk in my fury. And I will bring down their strength to the earth. All the great military technology that's being developed ain't gonna help. The sonic weapons, the the, the light weapons, the the chemical warfare, the um, psychological warfare, the microwave beam warfare, the sonic weapons that you that have been developed by the so-called white man, the the exosuits that have been that are being developed, the drones that are being developed, it's not gonna help. Jesus Christ is coming to do this alone in, in unleashing his wrath. He came first time as a lamb. It says this time he's coming as a lion. Mm-hmm. And it says, I will mention the loving kindnesses of the Lord. Who is the Lord going to be loving kind to? Not Esau, not Edom, but to his people, the Israelites. And the praises of the Lord, according to, to all that the Lord has, has bestowed on us, and the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he has bestowed on, on them according to his mercies and according to the multitude of his loving kindnesses. Verse 8, for he said, surely they are my people, children that will not, that will not lie. So he was their savior. And all their affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, the redeemed, he redeemed them. And he bare them and carried them all the days of old. Man. Who? But before that great and glorious day finally gets here, which is rapidly approaching, which is rapidly approaching, ah,
Let's go to Matthew 24. Verse 3. Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. And it says, you know, the, the signs of the end of the age. And, and, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Christ, how are we going to know it's you? How are we going to know we finally made it to the end that you're finally going to come and save us? How do we know? As you're going to come back, like we just read about in, in, in Isaiah chapter 63, that, that uh, according to prophecy, even it didn't have it at this time, according to what's Revelation chapter 19, according to Amos chapter 5, according to uh, uh, Isaiah 34, according to Jeremiah 49, Jeremiah chapter 50, according to the, 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 the 137 Psalms, when are you going to finally come back and bring vineyard? According to all the, the prophecies of Daniel with the four kingdoms in, in Nebuchadnezzar's dream and in, in the vision given to Daniel, when are you going to come back and finally smite the nations and restore again the kingdom to Israel? How, Lord, give me a sign. How are we going to know? Verse 4, Matthew chapter 24, verse 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come, shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So all, all this, the, 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 these conflicts and, and, and controversies and world unrest that's been happening throughout the world, it's only, it's only the beginning, y'all. As it coincides with the awakening of, of, of the nation of Israel, with our awakening back to our nationality, with our awakening back to God's righteousness, with our awakening back to repenting, to, uh, and keeping God's laws, we're seeing the decline of the empire. We're seeing the destruction of the empire. But the empire sees it also. The Sith Lords see it also. The Dark Lords see it also. To give a little, you know, Star Wars innuendos. So I just heard heard the the, my time has expired. I've got ninety seconds. Uh, Y'all can't hear it on on y'all end of the of the uh, uh, of the show, but for me being the host, call in. It lets me know how much time is remaining for for. Uh, for the show, and it lets them, it gives the warning at 90 seconds, then 60 seconds, and then 10 seconds. Um, yeah, even though we can still keep broadcasting, it means that for those who might have called into the show, you won't be able to call in after this. Uh, 
the, the, the time limit that, we, that we've established. And we pretty much set the shows for two hours. Um, yeah, we pretty much set the shows for two hours. Whether it's myself, Tazapal, or, or Barnabas, we pretty much set the shows for, for two hours. Um, which, which we think it's just right, it's just enough time to whet the appetite, if you will, um, and hopefully uh, get people tuning in and coming back for more. Because uh, the time was quick for us as teachers. I'm saying right now, two hours seems it goes quick, but we know what the, the the attention span of people in the world today, and all the different distractions that this society is providing to keep the attention spans, the lit- the literacy, the, the the comprehension at a minimum. That two hours is right about when everybody's cup starts to uh, starts to run over, when everybody's cup starts to, starts to get full. Right, so. Uh, with that, uh, I do re- want to remind everybody once again, uh, we do have Hanukkah coming up um, December 18th, sundown December 18th. That's the first day. And the last day being sundown December 25th. All right, sundown December 25th is the last day of Hanukkah. The first day being um, sundown December 18th. If you happen to be in the Norfolk area, uh, get in touch with the brothers there, with Brother Kazakia. Um, if you're up in uh, Rochester, obviously, um, you're in touch. We're getting in touch with the Brother Zayanala. If you're in Houston, uh, get in touch with the Brother uh, Quadrazat. If you're in San Antonio, you can be up to myself, ourselves or uh, even the Brother of War um, uh, with the Sword of Truth. Uh, reach out to them, um, and, and let's celebrate and get ourselves together as, as, we, as we're getting ready to, for the return, for the return of the king, not, not Viggo Mortensen uh, and, and the Hobbits. And and <laughs> and the elves and the fucking dwarves, but no, for the return of the true king, right? Return of the true king, whom the world calls Jesus Christ, who we call Yahweh Shai. So with that, brothers and sisters, thank you for tuning in. Today is Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. Um, tomorrow's class Thursday. It's probably gonna be tomorrow night. Right? But if I do tomorrow tomorrow's class, it's probably gonna be tomorrow night. Uh, I gotta take care of some VA things, so. Um, and then we got uh, Friday. I guess I'm gonna work Friday out also. Um, special shout out and prayers going up for the the brother uh, Yanamathan and and, um, and the brother Gamaria uh, 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 for their mother who, who's, who's going through. Um, uh, looks like she's being called back home to glory. So uh, like to send our prayers up to to them. Uh, prayers going out to uh, my niece uh, Kiosha. Uh, she just had heart transplant surgery. Um, uh, continue prayers for her, for her uh, continuing uh, rapid recovery and for the things she's she's going through, um, and also um, uh, uh, prayer requests going out for um, the Tazapah and his cousin Darren as they're dealing with with, with um, several funerals um, uh, this weekend. Uh, we want to send shout out, shout out and please add them to your prayer list um, as, as they're going through the things they're going through. And uh, prayers for all Israel, right? Prayers for all Israel that the Lord will, will, will protect us and guide us um, through these times of tribulations and these persecutions that, that are, are upon us and going to get worse. Uh, before it gets better, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse, brothers and sisters. Uh, I don't want to be the one to fool you with, with peace, peace. There ain't going to be no peace, all right? So with that, thank everybody for tuning in. Let me, let me queue up everything proper. Yeah, I'm probably about to change the name of this show. I know it said persecution will come, and 
And well, you know what? I could leave it as persecution will come, because it's also referring to the persecution of Europeans, persecution of the of, of the of the world order at hand. <laughs> I'm going to leave that and, and just come back and, and, and redo this. Uh, the original class that I had that I had intended uh, to go after. That is, Esau's kingdom is is, is rapidly declining, and it, it's evident and it's easy to be easy to see that that we're in the throes of the 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 final downfall of this kingdom. That they, they're not going out without a fight, y'all. These Europeans are not going out without a fight. And this is what we now as Israelites, as we're waking up, and we understand that there is going to be vengeance, there is going to be justice, there is going to be payback. There's going to be rep- uh, reparations and retribution from, on a divine level from God that God's enemies are going to put up a fight. Like we, like we just read in Revelation chapter 19, they're going to put up a fight, and they're going to really come after us as Israelites. Right? Whether you call yourself Israelite now or not, that's, that doesn't matter. They're coming for us. Right? They're coming for all so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans. North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, and so-called Mexicans. That, according to their mind, that they, they understand from that the Messiah can come out from any one of us. So just like the Egyptians were trying, uh, were killing all the, the infant babies, male babies, to try and kill the Messiah during the days of Moses, as the slaughter of the infants, the slaughter of the innocents, was was, was being committed during the birth of Christ, um, to kill the Messiah to destroy the Messiah, that the destruction of knowing that, we, that they have to try to, to kill, stop, or destroy the Messiah for coming um, by any means necessary, they, they're going to unleash themselves. They are definitely going to unleash themselves as this is their last hurrah. This is it for them. That when Christ comes, there ain't going to be no other world power, world government, world whatever. It's only going to be his. That, that Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. These days are rapidly approaching, brothers and sisters. Rapidly approaching. So, please stay tuned. And with that, shalom.
Israel.